Annette Hines here. I'm your host for Parenting Impossible, the special needs survival podcast. So did you know that November is family, National Family Caregivers Month? <laughs> I know every month we celebrate like 12 different things or more, but this is one that is near and dear to my heart. You know, it's really important for us to spotlight all the caregivers who provide invaluable care and support and advocacy for their loved ones, whether it's a spouse, a child, an adult child, a parent, a cousin, uh, somebody in your community that you support, somebody that you are in their circle of care, as we talk about on this podcast all the time. The support that they provide, the care that they provide, that we provide, since I'm a caregiver too, allows people, for the most part, to live their fullest life and mostly in the community. Without caregiver support, institutional care would be our only option. And we know that we don't want that. We know that there are better outcomes for people when they are living in their community and being part of their community. And that is not 100%. Every person is different. Every person's needs are different. But for the most part, we know that community-based supports are best with the best outcomes. So not only is it National Caregiver Month, but this is the time of year when things just heat up for all of us. I know in my family, tensions get high. Just trying to get from Thanksgiving through New Year's, those six weeks that we have, it's really challenging. Um, people get anxious. You know, you're seeing people that you don't sometimes see all year long. There are people who don't understand your situation. There are um, questions that you don't want to answer and comments that people think are being helpful, but they're not. Um, there's, you know, for me, there's all this grief attached to it because I miss, I miss my daughter, Elizabeth, and I miss her spot at the Thanksgiving table. I miss her participating in our Christmas traditions which is our winter holiday that we celebrate. It is, it is just a tough time of year. Um, you know, it can be full of joy, but it can be full of misery. No kidding. And so many obligations. I have been nonstop for the last couple of weeks and I'm already exhausted and I still have a month to go to get through all of this. So um, this podcast episode is actually going to air technically in December, but I did want to just spotlight this idea of supporting caregivers. If you are in a family where you see someone who's doing the bulk of the caregiving, acknowledge them, just ask open-ended questions, not, hey, how are you? Because you know the answer you're going to get back is, I'm fine. Everything's fine. We're fine. We're good. But ask something more specific, like, you know, hey, has Susie been sleeping better these days? 
And if the answer is no, then don't just keep going. Stop, sit, listen, be there. And hey, don't try to come up with solutions for us, right? Most of the time, we've already considered everything that you have to say. You might have a suggestion, but wait until you get through some active listening before you make that suggestion for us. If you have an offer of help that you can make, do it in a more proactive way. Don't say, hey, do you need anything? Say, oh man, I really would love to bring you some dinner. Would you rather have macaroni and cheese or spaghetti and meatballs? So you see the difference there? That second part is make a choice between these two things that I'm already planning on bringing you. You might get some pushback and people might say, oh, that's not necessary. I don't need that. And that's okay. Then you can back off. But most of the time, if you ask that very open-ended question of, hey, do you need anything? People are going to say no. Why? Because they can't think of what they need right now. Or it's too overwhelming to be specific and say, yes, I do. Here's my list of 12 things. Could you you know, meet one of these needs? Um, you're not always going to hit it on the head for sure, right? But show up, show up for people. It is you know, 75% of the way. Maybe it's 90%. Just show up for people. This week's episode was Susie M. And she, um, oh my God, she is such an accomplished person. So let me just tell you a little bit about Susie first. Um, she has spent so much of her industry experience honing her ability to look at market gaps where companies can find their niche. Fueled by her experience as a prominent member of the local Boston and the global healthcare system, Susie has taken it upon herself to address a key gap that current healthcare systems fail to address. She founded Sponsors of the Future, an organization that just got started in June of this year, with a vision to create an ecosystem that families can rely on to help neurodivergent children accomplish what others say is impossible. She's a five-time award winner, including Entrepreneur of the Year 2022 in biotech for her ability to turn COVID-related client challenges into new opportunities for market expansion. She's a recognized name in many global and local media publications. She's written two books in leadership communications, and she's delivered numerous keynote addresses and seminars at international events. Talking to her about sponsors of the future and what she's hoping to accomplish was very exciting. It's my third, um, my third episode in addressing some innovation in our community, in the disability community. She's looking for um, an easier way for parents and caregivers to access information and um, be able to advocate for their loved ones. And there are so many options and many people don't even know the breadth of the options that are out there for them. It can be extremely overwhelming to weigh different treatment options. And 
she is um, trying to connect. It's this whole idea of connectivity. Um, she's trying to connect um, patients and caregivers, especially children with disabilities, to global and local organizations to empower them and to also make sure that we are considering a patient's whole being. So we talked about this idea that this, this connectivity idea is kind of like our old time grassroots organizers. This, um, you know, bringing together and networking and, and navigating complex systems. We talked about finding hidden gems of supports in your own community and also how businesses should feel more responsible for the people that they're serving and should be more involved in these ecosystems and systems of solutions. So, you know, we, I, I gave an example of just over my daughter's lifetime of 17 years, the change in what her G-tube pump and pack looked like. It started out as this humongous, heavy thing that was strapped over the side of her chair with, you know, uh, with a, a tube going into her belly. Changed over to what we call Mickey buttons, which are easy on and off so that there's not this conspicuous tube hanging out all the time. And the packs kept getting smaller and smaller until finally they were silent and they were in a little backpack that a, a kid could actually wear on their back if they needed it. So huge. The reason that those changes happened and that evolution happened is because patients and caregivers got involved in talking with the manufacturers and the biotech organizations that were creating this product. Because it's not just enough to say this product feeds a person. You have to understand how this product fits into the whole person, to their lifestyle. I know that you get this. Um, I know that our audience totally gets this piece. So I'm so proud of Susie. I'm so excited for what she's doing here with Sponsors of the Future. I encourage you to scroll down to the show notes and check out sponsorsofthefuture.org. Um, also connect with them on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn. And to, you know, dig into the programs and supports that they have to offer, but also join in, become a member, be part of the think tank, bring your ideas to them. This is what they're looking for. So um, on that note, Please, if, the, if these episodes are singing to you, if they're bringing you information and support that you need, please share this podcast with people in your network, people in your community. And absolutely, I'm begging you to rate and review. For the amount of listeners that we have and the amount of followers that we have, um, we, we do not have enough ratings and enough reviews. If we can get more, we're going to get out there. We're going to get in front of people that really need us. And this is critical. Um, as we're talking about things like new technology, like 
virtual reality and AI and bringing together clusters of organizations and caregivers and patients, all of these new and innovative ideas that we're discussing. We want to push this out to the larger disability community in the world as quickly and efficiently as we can. So please rate and review. Please share this podcast. I thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful for you. And here we go. This podcast episode is fantastic. I'm so excited to talk with Susie M about this project that she's been involved in. And it's called Sponsors of the Future. And it is something very innovative. And I'm really excited to share this information with all of you and to start talking about coming up with our own solutions and really having a vision for children and adults with learning differences and disabilities in our communities to be able to reach whatever milestones they can and to get as far as they can in their own life and not limit them. We want to live limitless, right? So Susie, thank you so much for being on the show. I am super excited and very grateful because we had to reschedule this once. This has been a tough time of year for me. And I am so grateful that you were able to do that and come back on the show on another time. So welcome. Thank you. Uh, it's, uh, it's great to be here today. I appreciate your time. My name is Susie M. And I'm a co-founder of uh, Sponsors of the Future. Um, I'm also a senior marketing communication faculty member and a college advisory board member at Emerson College. It's good to be here today. Uh, so exciting. And when you read the show notes, you are not going to believe Susie's accomplishments and awards. She uh -huh. is very accomplished. She's a very accomplished person. Appreciate but that. I really want to, you know, just start at the beginning with how did you get involved in the world of disability? What's your connection? Where did you get inspired? And then tell me about Sponsors of the Future because you co-founded and, you know, what was your inspiration for, for starting a new innovative organization like this? Sure. Um, Sponsors of the Future was founded while uh, navigating the challenges of our own personal experiences. Um, Many years ago, I discovered my daughter had a learning and medical challenges and found that she needed help for her to uh, reach her greatest capabilities. So, na But navigating life without knowing about all the available resources created some difficulties. Um, so now more than a decade later, um, I was inspired by my family's experiences to co-create Sponsors of the Future. Um, we are dedicated to bridge the gap between stakeholders that are meant to work together to fulfill communities' unmet needs. Um, so basically, Sponsor of the Future is a 501c3 nonprofit organization uh, founded in, in, in Rhode Island. Um, we create unique ecosystems that facilitate strong connections and partnerships between businesses and the communities they serve. Uh, which include uh, individuals with the challenges and, and their caregivers um, and educators and doctors and parents and uh, local stakeholders and more. Um, 
We have officially launched in June of 2022, uh, very mm -hmm. recent, but this has been, this is something that we, we've been planning and, 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 and to do for a you know, long time. Um, our ambition is to really connect the different stakeholders to form ecosystems that support the neurodivergent community through education, advocacy, and inclusion. Um, through our efforts, we create customized uh, educational programs that benefit neurodivergent children and teens and learn important social life skills to empower them to live independently as they journey towards college and the beginning of their careers. Um, that's pretty much what we're trying to do. What is the specific gap that you found in your own experiences? Can you give me an example of that that led you to think that there was room for this innovative idea of connecting organizations and people to create these ecosystems? Yeah, uh, sure. That's a good question. Um, we feel, um, I mean, first of all, as business leaders and parents and educators and caregivers, we all are part of this uh, ecosystem that we're trying to build. And we hope that, you know, they all come together to support the neurodiversity community through education, again, education, advocacy, and inclusion uh, for a brighter and more independent future. Um, to be able to do that, we feel a higher standard of a corporate responsibility is applied to uh, you know, healthcare companies and, and healthcare innovators and pharmaceutical companies. And that's where we see some gaps. Um, so for example, Dr. Lee, our uh, president and founder is an industry veteran in, in biotech and pharmaceutical with over 20 years of experience working with the global um, pharmaceutical leaders such as Pfizer, Shire and Takeda among other multinational companies. Um, if himself as a as healthcare industry expert who has spent you know many years developing drugs for everything from rare disease to COVID nineteen, he felt that uh, the more could be done to make a more significant impact on the daily lives of the people he aimed mm -hmm. to serve. Um, um, so by founding as a, as a sponsor of the future, um, Dr. Lee is on a mission to connect more com communities with uh, care they uh, cri uh, critically need with an intimate understanding that goes beyond scientific uh, treatments and paired with his vision um, to create mm -hmm. an ecosystem that families can rely on to help children with disabilities accomplish what others say is, is impossible. As right. I mentioned earlier, you know, I myself had, uh, you know, you know, some difficulties navigating the what resources that, you know, I need for my own child. That's mm -hmm. the beginning of this, uh, uh, you know, the, the organization uh, to be uh, starting. I love this idea of corporate responsibility and getting them more involved, especially healthcare organizations. On this podcast, we talk a lot about uh, what we call voice and choice making sure that all voices are heard. So your idea of stakeholders um, and making sure that choices are honored. And my experience, not universally, but my experience with the healthcare industry has been that, you know, they have a solution for you, not with you, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, especially being in the Boston area as I am, we've got some of the most innovative hospitals and medical schools and, you know, therapeutic, et, et cetera, organizations, right? Life sciences and so forth. So there's a lot of innovation coming out, but I'm not sure how much of that is being done with us rather than just about us, right? 
Exactly. So I, I really love this idea that you have that businesses should feel more responsible. When we, um, before we got on the podcast and started the recording, you were talking about something that was just fascinating, which is that strangely enough, it's easier sometimes to work with global organizations rather than local organizations. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, sure. So um, we, uh, as you mentioned, um, you know, we're trying to, you know, fill uh, the gap that there, that we feel there is, and uh, especially as a healthcare company. But um, um, we, when we trying to, you know, raise awareness um, of, uh, you know, the local and, and global communities, and we come up with a lot of different um, you know, like programs and, uh, you know, campaigns to raise, uh, you know, fund and, you know, increase awareness through, you know, through the efforts. Um, but sometimes um, it's very hard to, uh, you know, spread a word, uh, uh, words uh, in local, my own hometown sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, it's just, uh, you know, a lot of companies are willing to support, a lot of companies are willing to, you know, give their time and effort. And, and that's sometimes a lot easier when you're talking to your own, you know, like a little uh, community to, to get some support from, you know, school or, you know, town, or, you know, like things like that. I think it's because it directly involves it with that, what they do. Sometimes maybe it can be, maybe can be conflicting or I don't know, maybe sometimes it's a, you know, you know, over, you know, overstepping with somebody else's job. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I think that can be very sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't obviously want to, you know, create any conflicts. Uh, it, it's supposed to be more, um, you know, inclusive and more, um, you know, um, supporting, uh, you know, right. positive, right? So yes. I'm hoping that uh, a lot of, uh, you know, this that we, we do, you know, to create a movement can support and awareness and educate people to, to feel, uh, you know, to feel a little more obligated. Yeah. It, your idea of connectivity reminds me so much of our earlier days of grassroots organizing, you know, where we're sort of starting from the ground up and trying to connect all the stakeholders, organizations to government, to the people that it is supporting and representing. I love how much attention you've paid to caregivers What was your impetus to making sure that you had caregiver supports on your website and throughout your organization, as well as making sure that their voices are heard too? Yes, of course. Um, I mean, as I mentioned, and I had my own personal experience and I learned how, uh, you know, the parents are so dedicated to support and and give uh you know anything the kids need especially with the kids with the difficulties and limitations mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. and i you know i i feel pain you know i sometimes it's very hard to uh you know sometimes to go day by day and you know without even thinking sometimes like of yourself you know yes. so it's very important that caregivers get attention appreciated and you know because they sometimes work 24 hours a day you know, throughout the day and throughout the week. So we feel that it's very, impo- you know, important to acknowledge, uh, you know, you know, their role and, you know, uh, their needs. Um, so we, we trying to create, for example, at the, at the beginning, at the, at this current time, 
uh, we are doing a fundraising workout event with Orange Theory, which has been very, which has been very supportive to encourage yeah. healthy minds and bodies in local. And actually, this is coming up in, in, in a few days, you know, in my local level. And so people are very, uh, you know, um, uh, finding it very, you know, encouraging and, 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 uh, you know, fun ways to, you know, to get together and, and to spread the words. What other fundraising opportunities are out there? Um, I understand that this organization, you are going to rely on raising money, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not actually doing a fee for service and billing for programs. Correct? Exactly. Yeah, correct. And so everything we do and, you know, is volunteer based and we, you know, we don't charge anything, obviously. Um, at the moment, we're trying to, you know, create a lot of educational programs, especially for the summer camp next year, uh, you know, for the for the kids and teens who uh, needs more social life skill before they graduate, from, you know, from high school. So we're trying to create funding opportunities for uh, for kids and, and, and also business to get involved. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, for example, um, you know, as uh, as I mentioned, um, I'm leveraging a lot of connections I formed in the healthcare industry through BDMT Global, uh, which I found uh, 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 years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an award-winning Boston-based business development and marketing company, and we are from uh, pro, uh, providing all the uh, extra uh, uh, support to be able to make sure that um, this fundraising, you know, can be very successful. And throughout mm-hmm. the effort, uh, my role is to educate and convince companies, especially in healthcare, as I mentioned, to get closer to the, uh, you know, patient and community where their original intention was to help them. So they've been providing products and, you know, uh, programs and, um, and to be able to support the communities. So we have our website with a lot of products they've been providing and, and, mm-hmm. and to, uh, to help raise the funding. Um, so we have ongoing uh, uh, fundraising campaign on our website. Uh, if you click on our website, you'll be able to see, you know, which company has been, you know, donating and, you know, providing products uh, that we can, that can benefit uh, the the community. But we also have a couple of ongoing, um, uh, you know, um, the programs, uh, such as um, we have a career path prep for career mentoring. So, for mm-hmm. example, if a company is out there who's trying to, um, you know, uh, across the country who are already implementing inclusive hiring programs um, to both uh, foster career mentors to help kids develop the right skills to get the those jobs when they are older, and as well as to inspire other businesses to join the movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we also have, uh, for example, um, you know, Pempel uh, programs uh, where, you know, kids can uh, you know, build a new friendship with the peers. Um, this program provides an interactive opportunity for neurodivergent students who are often excluded from socializing yeah. with peers and mentors. We have a many, mm-hmm. um, but this is all possible because of the companies who are sponsoring. Um, we have, uh, you know, uh, many companies who have been sponsoring uh, and who are dedicated to uh, the community's health and mm-hmm. healthy mind and body. And we always uh, looking for more sponsors to help us. Okay. Uh, I think that all of those things that you've mentioned are so important. And that the fact that you're tackling so many key areas of need for our community is so great. I'm really intrigued about the job and job readiness and career path coaching 
Um, can you give me an example of how a student could get involved with that or a young adult could get involved with that and get some support? What does that look like? Yeah. So, you know, we, again, you know, we trying to have a more business to be participating. So there are a lot of companies out there who are already starting to hire more, you know, uh, you know, kids, uh, uh, um, you know, for, you know, for implementing inclusive uh, hiring programs. Yeah. Um, so we trying to invite some mentors to give us some skills that they need to build or, yeah. Uh, you know, what are the, where are the companies that who are open to, uh, hire, uh, what are the, you know, for example, sometimes companies don't know, um, how to best communicate or how to, how to best to, uh, you know, mentor, uh, even though they have intentions to, to mm -hmm. expand their opportunities and, you know, uh, you know, jobs to, you know, provide more jobs for, you know, people who need. Um, so we trying to, um, you know, uh, uh invite those companies to talk about uh, what they have done in the past and that's been successful. Uh, or we also promote those companies who have been very, very positive. And, yeah. and you know, it's a win-win because obviously we want companies who are doing the right thing. We want to be really promoting in a positive way so that people are aware. And that's how we feel that movement gets bigger because people see get the positive energy, positive, mm -hmm. positive influence, uh, you know, during the process of, uh, you know, communication, we want more people to get, you know, recognize and, you know, uh, appreciate it for those yeah. uh, who open the opportunities for, uh, for more inclusive environment. So we promote those companies, we, you know, introduce those companies, we invite the guest speakers, uh, mm -hmm. we invite the people to write about, you know, it's all about awareness and education. Yeah. Right. And you have only been starting, you've, you've been in existence for just about six months. So how's it going so far? You have a few programs up and running. Um, how, how's that going? Yeah. So, uh, you know, our team, we have a very small team, but our in intention is to go, you know, to grow bigger um, because there, we feel there are a lot of, uh, uh, you know, communities that who needs the support, you know, the more I, get involved, the more I realize, wow, I wish I started this 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I know that feeling <laughs> so well. <laughs> this is something that I've been, you know, as I said, thinking about for longest time, but I have a, you know, two child and one into a college and you know, it's very hard to, you know, uh, do what I wanted to do. This is something that I really wanted to do. So it's not like something that came overnight. It's something mm -hmm. that I've been thinking uh, for 10 years, you know, um, mm -hmm. I published two books about, you know, communications and leadership, and this is really affecting my vision as well. You know, I'm a someone who always felt like, you know, if you really believe you can do it, that kind of mentality, yeah. um, that's been always the case. I, you know, sometimes I feel like I trust myself too much. And because if I feel I can do, I can do, I've been doing it. Uh -huh. Um, but when I had, you know, my personal experience with, uh, you know, a child with, a, you know, you know, challenges, sometimes it's not always the case. And I'm right, trying right. to see from, you know, her perspective and, and the people who, you know, uh, needs more support from their perspective, sometimes, you know, you need to be educated. I didn't know mm -hmm. any of this kind of thing until 10 years ago. You know, I learn more as I go and mm -hmm. I get to see, you know, sometimes I realize, wow, I, I, I should have known better. 
and I should have done more. And that's why I'm trying to do more. Uh, you know, I, I wish I had more time. I wish I yeah. have more support to do it. But I feel this is a long journey. Like it's not like something that I'm mm-hmm. going to do it over like night. So it's okay. I'm just going to do what I can right now. You know, as I mentioned, I'm, you know, I am a, you know, school teacher, right? College professor. And I'm also, uh, you know, leading my own marketing company. And I'm also doing this as a, you know, as a volunteer side job, but this is the most important for me. So um, you're just a little busy, just a little <laughs> busy. Yeah. But this is uh, something that I care the most. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you, how do people start to participate? So if all of our audience, they go to your website, we'll have all of the contact information in the show notes. Yeah. You know, how do they, how do they start getting involved, whether it's an organization or a family, an individual themselves, you know, what's the, what's the best way to start? Right. Of course, right now, you know, there are many opportunities to get involved to support, you know, mm-hmm. our goal, uh, again, of inclusivity, advocacy and education. That's the three words that we are really, you know, uh, trying to, you know, to stick to. Um but, uh, you know, the whole concept of having this ecosystem to be built, uh, in the, you know, the, the way we want it to be. We yeah. want everybody to be included. We want everybody to feel like there's something they can do. If you're a student, you can do something. If you're a doctor, then you can do something. If you're a parent, mm-hmm. you can do something. There, Everything is done by people who really have that passion and, and uh, you know, drive. Um, mm-hmm. every, everyone can directly support your target community at home and in schools and, you know, healthcare facilities and other settings. It's a possibilities are endless. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, again, we are trying to provide opportunities for people, especially for those with, dis- you know, disabilities and challenges and difficulties. Um, so we have, currently we have, uh, you know, members from, uh, you know, all different parts of, uh, you know, the communities we have, uh, you know, you probably see in our website, we have a scientist, we have a doctor, we have teachers, yes. we have a patient, yes. we have students and, you know, we have college kids and, you know, we have, uh, you know, marketing people or lawyer, we have a many different, because at the end of the day, you're all part of community. Right. Um, we, we, it's, everybody has a just different role and different things to give, different things mm-hmm. to share. Um, so, uh, if you just have a passion to help and, 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 you know, learn, want to learn or want to be dedicated to help this, uh, you know, uh, uh, to be part of this uh, ecosystem, all you can do is just, you know, become a member or just contact us in a, with, a, uh, you know, your idea or what is that you want to do? What is that you want to help with? You mm-hmm. know, we always have a role in, in, in the plan for you or with you. That's awesome. Again, I'm back to the, hey, this is just like our old timey grassroots organizing. We want to make sure that everybody's voice is heard in the coalition, right? Coalition building. Yep, yep. Um, So I have a couple things that I noted from, you know, your website and from different um, places and and observations about your organization. So I want to ask you about them. So. Mm One of the things that you talked about was considering a patient's whole being. What does that mean to you? Considering the patient's whole being instead of just looking at them like a patient. Mm-hmm. What, is, what does that mean to consider the whole person and um, their caregivers? Yeah. So, 
um, as, as I mentioned earlier, I think that um, um, there are a lot more that could be done to make a more significant impact on the daily lives of the people that we yeah. are trying to serve. It's daily not life, only, yes. Yes. It's not only for, you know, uh, like, so for example, I and mean, let me just give an example. Um, so, you know, my role is to educate and convince companies, especially in healthcare, as I mentioned, to get closer to the, you know, patient and community. And mm-hmm. uh, sometimes, you know, um, um, you know, companies, uh, you know, or I mean, probably me included, sometimes we are so busy with, uh, you know, to look deeper uh, concerns or, you know, what the you know community needs or the person or patient that needs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not all about science sometimes. It's not all, all about treatment sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's very, uh, it's, it's very important to understand the person and the patient in a deeper, you know, way. Um, I think that's very important as a, as a, you know, business person or doctor or, you know, uh, the, you know, pharmaceutical professionals, whatever. I think it's very Mm -hmm. important to, um, to understand uh, where it's, you know, where he or she is coming from. Uh, Even if you, when you treat a, you know, a, a patient, uh, when you mm-hmm. you know create a medical you know a device or when you right. create a drug, I think it's very important to understand the human and and the person is you know him or you know herself. Yes, yes, that's what you, I mean by. You know what this made me think of is um, over my daughter's lifespan of seventeen years, she was a G tube fed child, and the G tube packs you know changed so much over that time. Mm-hmm. They kept getting lighter and smaller and they would fit in this little backpack that the kid could actually wear so they didn't look so different and they weren't you know hanging this big bag on a wheelchair or on the side of their desk chair and you know this way this little tiny pack could now go around with them so that's what I think of because originally all they were thinking about was how do I get this kid fed not how is this kid going to incorporate this medical device that's life sustaining, but into their everyday life? Because you can't just have a medical solution for the sake of the medical solution. You have to have something that actually enhances somebody's life. What you've been saying this whole time that we've been talking. So I love it. Um, and uh, this is just uh, another, you know, my personal story. But so as I mentioned, I have two two kids and the, the first child is in a medical program right now. And, uh, you know, so when when she was actually applying for college and, you know, like in middle school, I mean, in high school, actually, he says she says all of a sudden, mom, I want to be a doctor. And um, this is like first first time. I'm like, oh, I thought you wanted to be a designer. <laughs> and then she's like, no, I think I want to be a doctor. And she was very serious. And I think the part of the reason, I think she, I mean, you know, she's still young. She's only, you know, you know, uh, still, still in college. But um, at the time she was saying, you know, mom, I really want to be a good doctor who understand the mm-hmm. patient much more than just, uh, you know, you know, from science perspective. Right. And so at the time she went to, a, you know, the medical, uh, you know, the volunteer program and in other country and things like she saw how 
you know, it's affecting a person's cultural background when you're diagnosed with something, when they're making the decision. She says, wow, you know, he still has to go to work because he has a family to serve. But then, you know, the doctor was treating him with, uh, you know, the, you know, medical, you know, prescription and things like that. But she, he was refusing because he has to go, whatever, you know, so he's just, right. just like, you know, so if I was not a doctor who tr- understands the personal side of it, you know, I would not have understand him as, you know, uh, you know, to give him a better uh, you know, understanding. So basically, she was saying, you know, I, mom, I want to be a doctor who really want to be, you know, closer to uh, the, in, in, in each individual's needs and, you know, mm-hmm. to, you know, to better to better support. Um, but I'm just saying this is because um, throughout the, the journey for my last 10 years of like dealing with, um, you know, many, many medical challenges and support that I need to find for my uh, mm-hmm. other child, Sometimes it's frustrating because, you know, some doctors or the, you know, medical, you know, devices, as you mentioned, you know, not looking at, you know, other side, just looking at just one specific, oh, you know, as you mentioned, the G-tube to feed the child. However, you know, the child's, uh, you know, you know, emotional or, you know, right. they, they, they can be really, you know, hard. They, for a they child. can be disconnected. They can totally be disconnected. So I mentioned to you before we recorded today that I love your colleague Michelle's story Mm -hmm. about being diagnosed with leukemia and having the doctor not really wanting to get into it with her. How many times have we seen this or heard this story? And, you know, basically telling her, like, come back in four months. But she wasn't going to sit down. You know, Mm -hmm. she wanted to take control of her healthcare and mm-hmm. her treatment plan and just so admirable exactly. what, what she was able to get done. And of course, now what role does she play in your organization? So again, she, uh, you know, she's, uh, as I mentioned earlier before recording, she is, uh, you know, uh, in a patient advocate program uh, yeah. leader. And as you heard from the website, you know, her video, um, uh, I think it's amazing that, uh, that she is talking as a patient, but also from marketing perspective as well. So she's in between, you yeah. know, she says, you know, in, in the video, which is kind of like, you know, very true. What other industry or the business try to, you know, uh, launch their product without testing the consumer side, right? Right. <laughs> this is that is so true, right? But yeah. I work with a medical device company all the time for my other side of business, as I mentioned, the marketing company. But there are a lot of times, um, you know, the the companies forget to, uh, you know, to understand the consumer or the patient, right? So mm-hmm. Michelle is always trying to uh, advocate the diff, you know, what the company needs to do and to better understand the patient side. Um, so yeah. she's a strong advocate of uh, uh, the patients, uh, the needs and the pains and, you know, what needs to be heard. So mm-hmm. that's what she's trying to help us with. So cool. All right. I have one last thing to throw out at you and then we're going to call it a day because as usual, I'm going on too long. But you had another uh, little gem in your on your website that said, find the hidden gems of supports in your own community. Okay, I love this. It's back to this whole idea of connectivity, right? Um, What does that mean to you? 
find the hidden gems of support in your own community? Um, I feel that um, there are a lot of things that can be done if we work together. And so I think there are a lot of people who has a passion and, uh, you know, ideas and, uh, and the skill set. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes it's because we are so busy with it, you know, every day, obviously, you know, you're busy, I'm busy, everybody busy. Sometimes uh, it's just hard, you know, it's very easy to miss. If we just give a little attention, very little attention and to step up and say, oh, this is what I can do. The, yeah. you know, the little thing can really make a big difference. And, and I, you know, every time I see people with uh, something to offer, which everybody has something to offer, that's yes. why we're trying to see everybody can help, you know, with, uh, you know, the, something that, that, you know, uh, that it's there, uh, yeah. as long as you have a passion and, and the motivation. So the hidden, uh, you know, aspect of it is, I think it's, a, you know, I think it's more of, uh, you know, making the time and, uh, you know, step up and, uh, mm-hmm not delay and not um uh, sorry um i think that's uh, that's uh, that's what it means to me cool i had a thought about this too and i was thinking about somebody that i've been working with who has a young man um has a, a son who is you know individual unique like all of us and he likes to work with children and he also likes to play chess And so we're trying to think about how to connect those two things. So, you know, maybe he could start a chess club at his local elementary school, you know, one day a week or at the Y where he's a member. And so we were brainstorming just ideas about how to pull together these, you know, these community um, resources that you would never think, well, they're not serving his disability right? Because it's not a disability organization. And yet it is because he wants to work with children. He needs some experience some job experience, but he really needs pre-vocational skills first. And he loves to play chess. So let's motivate him by combining these things that he really adores and bring them into the community, which also offers the community something as well. Mm -hmm. It's not him taking, taking, taking. It's this symbiotic relationship between him and the community everything you've been talking about here so so excited for you Susie I'm I cannot wait to see all the grand things that you're able to do with this organization and thank you so much for putting yourself out there putting your family out there and taking what little precious time you have left in your free time to create something new and innovative for the rest of us We really appreciate it. I appreciate your support. So we are going to have all of your contact information in the show notes, but tell us quickly, what's the easiest way for people to get in touch with sponsors of the future? Well, it's, uh, you know, if you just go to our website, you'll be able to uh, see the, you know, how to get in touch with us. Um, It's just simply, you know, visit sponsorsofthefuture.org that you will be able to become a member or, you know, sponsor and, uh, you know, whatever the role you have right now, you, there are things that you can do to help us. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you again. I'm so excited that you were able to be here today. And I'm really excited that this podcast episode has uh, really, I hope, inspired people to think big, right? Think big, dream big. Absolutely. Okay. 
Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I just wanted to take a second to say how much I appreciate you taking the time to listen to these podcasts. I'm having a blast doing them, and I hope that you're finding the content to be what you were really hoping. If you are, please take a second to leave a rating and a review. It's so helpful in getting this content out to people who really need to hear it. Thank you so much.